0: Welcome to Set Up for Success, the podcast specifically catered to Gen Z and HBCU students. I'm your host, Sara Lee, and today I have two brothers who have a podcast of their own. They talk everything, faith to finance, and they're also from the VA area. So if you don't know who I'm talking about as of right now, I'm talking about the host of the More Purpose Pod, Clarence Sellers and Marlon Sellers. What's up, you guys?
1: Good. good. How you doing? Yeah, happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to see you guys. You guys are, like, glowing. You guys are looking good. I'm just excited. I feel like I told you guys earlier, I feel like I know you guys just from seeing the content. You guys are so relatable, and I'm just so happy to have you guys on the pod today.
2: We appreciate you. facts. we're glad to be here. Thank you. It was nice to meet you, too.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I want to get into our first topic, and I'm actually really shocked that you guys are brothers, like blood (laughs) brothers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 13 months apart.
0: What? Like, Okay, first of all, let's talk about how you guys are even able to work together, because sometimes like I've heard like these things where they say like family businesses can be good, but sometimes they say don't mix family and business. So how are you guys able to work together and what made you guys decide to work together?
2: So I would just say I think it's because when we both understand God's uh, vision for both of us, and we understand how we both need each other to fulfill that vision mm-hmm. that he has promised both of us. So it just comes from us both having an understanding of what God needs us to do in our generation yeah. and for the purpose that we both share together. Because he gave us, gave me the vision for the dream, but he also gave me the vision
1: of, I know I can't fulfill this vision without Marlon. Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah. Marlon, what do you think?
1: I also think um, definitely how close we were raised. Yeah. Definitely shout out to our parents. and me and CEO always been close knitted. We shared a room, we tell people all the time, we shared a room all the way up until he went to college. So it wasn't like we was oh. just siblings, but we was in the same room together. So experiencing everything together, high school together, mm-hmm. middle school together, although he is a year older than me, but it was like, we went through so much together. So mm-hmm. when it came to this, it was kind of like, okay, I would even want to do this with anybody else if you get what I'm saying. Fact. So yeah, definitely. So he was my he was basically my brother and best friend all in yeah. one. So
0: oh Do you know how many people wish they could have? I feel I relate to you guys because I have two brothers and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so close to them. Like my little brother, like he's about to go into college himself and we're so close. We're three years apart, so I know siblings. They also have like moments where we don't always see eye to eye. How do you guys navigate those challenges not always getting along in every single thing?
2: Uh for for we don't really have too many like disagreements for we always on the same page the majority of the time. If we
0: mm-hmm. have a disagreement it's
2: over something petty like yeah. we just
0: right, something to, small. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, something small, but usually we're always on the same page. Yeah. So it's really we barely, I, I can't really think of anything to the top of my mind where we
1: had like a disagreement on. Yeah, when we were But You, younger,
0: guys, you, you guys clearly communicate though with each yeah, other. Yes, yes,
1: so, so, so. yes. When we were younger, we used to wrestle around and stuff like that. We would get in <laughs> trouble for like fighting and stuff like that. But as we got older, it's like, okay, we're grown now. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we really don't get into too much. He's not, we don't live in the same room anymore. So it's like, he's not in my space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it'd be smooth, it'd be smooth.
0: What's you guys' favorite childhood memory with each other?
1: mine would mine would definitely be when me and my brother were about to get a whooping (laughs) i don't remember exactly what we did we were about to get a whooping and instead of panicking and stuff like that we went back to the room i don't know if it was me or ceo it was one of us it might have been him he was like hey, let's, let's put uh, multiple pairs of pajama pants on. So when, they, so, when they whip us, so when they whip us, we can't feel nothing. And this story's out crazy, but we really, like, before my mom and dad came back to the house, we pulled our drawers open, put on, like, four pairs of pajama pants. And we just laughing. Because, you know, as a kid, when you think you're about to get a whipping, you're kind of like, you're not waiting for that. We're sitting on our couch, like, smiling at each other, like, oh, yeah, like, we got them this time. So my mom comes in. She comes in like like what y'all got smirks in y'all face for? Y'all know what I'm here for. My mom <laughs> says she tries to whip us and we're laughing we're at each laughing. other. <laughs> we're laughing at each other as we're getting whipped. Oh so my god. She seen she seen we have multiple pairs of pants on and she busts out laughing. Like she couldn't even like she could even stay mad at us for too long. I think that's my that's my favorite memory. It was crazy. That might be my favorite one too, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> really?
2: Clarence,
0: what did you guys do? What did you guys do?
2: We had to be doing, we had to be being sneaky be, or yeah, something. Yeah, it had to be something. <laughs> yeah, behind. I don't even really know. Like, we were young. We was bad. Like Back then, we used to just get in trouble for like, if we wanted to go outside, if you, you can't go outside until you do your homework. Yeah. Just probably somebody along those lines. Yes. We tried to go outside before finishing our stuff. Or didn't wash no dishes or didn't clean our clothes before yeah. going outside and leaving the house. I'm almost one of those. You you outside, I yeah. save you outside and you ain't cleaned up, come back to the house. <laughs> yeah. I don't care where yeah. you at. I don't care where you at, come back home.
0: Right. You guys seem like you had a really I I can relate to you guys so much because I had a strong foundation with my family. And like that close family unit really does prepare you in different ways. And then when you're growing up, you don't really realize like you're really thankful for how your parents raised you. What lessons do you guys learn the most from how you were raised growing up?
2: For me personally, I think, excuse me, for me personally, my biggest lesson was from, um, my, both my parents saying no to us going to certain environments prematurely. Mm. So, me not understanding it back then, but I understand it now since I'm more mature and older now, I understand why they didn't let us go to certain environments because you can be heavily influenced by different things that's in your environments way before you need to be influenced mm. by it. And thinking back on it now, it's just more so, even though I, got, I was mad, pissed off about it and be like, yo, why can't we go to this party? Why can't we go to this person's house? Why can't we hang out with our friends? They was really just protecting us. So yeah. now I understand now. So that was probably my biggest lesson of, no doesn't always mean just no just to be just be petty. Yeah. Like, no is protecting me. Protecting me from anything that could be going on in the world, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Because everybody's parents are not the same. Everybody has different type of leashes on, on, mm-hmm. like, on their um, kids. So I'm glad our parents had like a tight leash on us in some type of way to where it's like, I, we understand y'all want to go, but we
1: just trying to protect y'all, keep yeah. y'all safe.
0: Yeah, for sure. What you what do you think you learned, Marlon?
1: I think mine definitely kind of on the lines with that. um but mine would probably be your reputation is everything Uh i think our parents kind of to go along with that it's like okay y'all are set apart y'all are not regular people y'all are not average kids so all the way from elementary school to high school to college just like instilling in us that okay y'all are not just in school just to be in school or y'all not just in school to just fit in but y'all are different y'all set the standard y'all set the pace we're not followers we are leaders i think that's something that has stuck with me and just keeping our reputation good overall because I can honestly say that because our reputation has been good, whether it's been with teachers, with people we don't even know, strangers mm-hmm. we come into contact with. I feel like that has also just benefited us in a way also to where doors have been open, opportunities and stuff like that, to where people are just hearing about us like from the grapevine just because we are just good people. And we yeah. just we have nobody else to think but our parents for that.
0: Yeah, those are great lessons. I relate. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's great to have a foundation, like you said, Clarence, even when you don't understand why you know, they're they're here to protect you, too. So I'm glad that you guys actually listened because I know I had moments where I just really did want to rebel. And I did because I didn't get it like I want to go out. I want to do those things. But I feel like it did prepare you for where you guys are now, which is amazing. So that's what I want to get into now is the inspiration behind this podcast that you guys have created. First of all, when was it established? Like when was the day that you guys sat down, like said, we're going to make a podcast together?
2: Um, I don't have the exact day, but I know it was around my birthday, April, May, time of last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, last year, around April, May, around my birthday, where I was like, all right, bet. God had given me the dream to do the podcast and everything, but I was one of those where I was like, if I don't buy the equipment, I know we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. So I had to buy the equipment first for us to actually feel like, all right, we have the equipment now, now there's no excuse. Yeah. So it took me to buy the equipment and get everything in place for us to be like, all right, bet can't can't say we can't do it now we had everything we need the cameras is here the podcast mics the recorders all that now it's just more so get in front of the camera and press record mm-hmm. so
0: right.
2: that's really where it stemmed from but um all to start from god saying yo start a podcast and bible studies and then me asking him hey yo start a podcast with me he,
1: was, he told me no at first he's like nah, he no he said
0: no why did say no <laughs> i
1: told him i because at first I kind of felt like okay it was something god give, gave him but when i said no it wasn't just a flat out no it was kind of like a let it. me pray for it because yeah. yes you my brother mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean i just say yes to everything because what may be for him that mm-hmm. god like the vision god gave for him does not always have to include me so it, it's going to be yeah. certain things that god gives him that is mm-hmm. just for him and then there'll be certain things that god gives him that may be for me also or mm-hmm. to uh share with others so my note was kind of just, a uh, okay, let me pray about it first and see what God says, because this may be a venture for just you. I may not be called to do it with you, but God gave me the release. And I'm like, okay, we're here now. This is where we're at. So yeah. it's uh, peanut butter and jelly. It's okay. just, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, didn't, I ended up treating it like um, Moses and Aaron in
2: Exodus in the yeah. Bible. So then it came from me saying, God, why are you choosing me to do this? Because for me, I had a fear of public speaking. I don't like public speaking. I don't like talking on that level of, in front of cameras and all that stuff. So it was like, yo, wrong person. You, yeah. you, I think you meant to get Marlon. He's like, nah, it's you. But he going to be your mouthpiece. So in yeah. the book of Exodus, Aaron was Moses' mouthpiece. So even though Moses was scared to speak and didn't feel qualified to do it, he had, God had Aaron help him provide like fulfill the vision. Right. So that's how I feel like he did for me and Marlon. He was like, yeah, you scared of this and everything. But I told Marlon that my job is to bring him here and your job is to keep him here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you guys really just stepped out. How was that first moment when you did press playing? You did hit record. Like, what was that day like when you were setting up and it was like feeling real to you that you guys were gonna film the first episode?
2: It's crazy because our first episode was with our friends. So so fun. Yeah, it was real fun. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta do that again for sure. But our first episode, it was like six of us on the on the podcast episode, and we just going around the room. Like, guys just floating around the room. I'm not gonna lie to you, like it was very <laughs> fun. But it made it. More fun because we got to see different perspectives and realize how it's really like a needed conversation mm-hmm. within our generation. A lot, of, a lot yeah. of people talking about God and faith yeah. and different things that we have going on, entrepreneurship and so on and so forth, that people really need to start listening to and start trying to apply to their lives. Yeah.
0: What area of VA are you guys from?
1: Chesapeake. Well, we're from Hampton, yeah,
2: but we live in Suffolk
1: majority yeah. of our lives. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, we're from Oh,
0: Wow. You guys are from Hampton. That's so crazy. But Hampton is so – I'm surprised I never crossed paths because I'm from Illinois. I transferred to go out to school in Hampton. It's so Mm -hmm. beautiful. Like, were you guys especially inspired by the VA area at all with your creativeness and what you guys do?
1: Yes, we – I love Virginia. I know Virginia receives a lot of hate, mostly from people that live in Virginia, which is kind (laughs) of weird. But I definitely, um, I feel like Virginia is kind of like a staple in just the culture in general. Like, we have people like Pharrell, and then you can go down to athletes, Mike Vick, Allen Iverson, and all these different people, like, that were from Virginia and that are they left a mark and is still leaving a mark. So we believe that we are a part of that later, uh, that future generation that is coming across to make a stand and just do something different that people haven't seen before.
0: Yeah. How old are both of you guys?
2: I'm 22 years old.
1: And I'm 21? 20-
0: shut (laughs) up we're the same age that is crazy i don't know why you guys like i swear i thought you guys were like a good 23 24 20 like you're so like it just seems like it yeah we we just
1: turned 22 and 21 yeah shut
0: up that's crazy
1: we get that a lot
0: yeah i'm sure because you guys are so like i mean i get it too in I mean, I don't really pay attention to it, I'm like, okay, age, but I feel like it's great for people to know as a timestamp on how old you are and what you're doing, because it also gives our generation a roadmap to see you don't have to start later in life to do something that you truly want to do. You can start now. So did you guys have to have moments with yourself when you felt like, am I pushing this off? Or should I? Did you guys ever have moments where you had to tamper with whatever it is with you're doing? It doesn't have to just be the podcast, but just in life in general.
1: I feel like personally, I think this was the best time. For um, sure. We have pushed things back a little bit, like as far as, okay, like procrastinating in a way. But I feel like being in our 20s and being so young, we have an advantage to where it's like, okay. Let's do it now while everybody else our age is out. Everybody mm. else our age is mm. out partying. Everybody else our age is out doing who knows what. It's like, okay. Let's do this now. So by the yeah. time we look up, we can be way farther down the line. So way I definitely ahead. just say it's, it's been a sacrifice it's definitely been a sacrifice because we're we're a normal young men too so it's like we still want to have fun you know what i'm saying yeah. we still want to go out and stuff like that but it comes it comes with a sacrifice so we definitely yeah. make sure that we've been intentional about doing these things that god has called us to do especially for sure yeah and it comes with a different standard too yeah so like now we have to raise
2: the standard a little bit of how we interact how we respond how how our facial expressions is when we're in conversations like yeah. making sure you being aware, like self-aware of everything that we're doing because you never know who's yeah. watching, never know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just always watching our surroundings yeah. so that we're doing things of how they should be done, like, in a positive manner.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you guys that. Is it harder now because your platform is based around faith? And I know it's not going to hinder you because you're strong in your faith, but how is it trying to navigate people always trying to, like, find holes or try to figure out like, oh, Marlon's making a mistake. Oh, Clarence making a mistake. Like, let's, let's attack him right now because he's so, you know, godly. And he always is speaking about this. Like, does that bother you? And how do you navigate that? Because I'm sure it happens.
1: I think personally, so at first it kind of did bother me because a lot of times when people are saying that it's people that like knew you. A lot of times mm-hmm. people knew you from whether it was from high school, whether it was college, whatever, people used to be around. So and then I feel like people have this misconception that Christians are supposed to be perfect when that's not the truth at all. And we don't do that to any other religion of people. So mm-hmm. I don't know why that is even a thing where we hold Christians to this certain standard, like they're supposed to be perfect. And it honestly used to like it used to go to my heart and I would get really kind of frustrated because it's like God, like why are they like like picking with me in a way? Nice. But then that kind of made me realize that I am called or I am chosen because it's like they're just trying to find it, any little thing. And I had to realize that people's perception of me, or how they look at me, is not my like. It's not. It's not something I can uh, cherish or take that to heart. Like that's not. Mm -hmm. That's not my um my responsibility to change how you look at me. It's not my responsibility to change how you view me. If you still think I'm the same Marlon from back then, that's completely. That's completely fine with you. Like, but but I have to be at peace with myself, knowing that God has changed me and that He's grown within me. But on a on an overall picture, definitely just being mindful because. It's been times where we've gone in stores together, restaurants together, and I've even been with him sometimes. They'd be like, "Aren't you sales media?" I was in Walmart a couple months ago. I'm just getting a picking up a birthday card, and a lady walks past, and she was like, "I I be seeing you on my TikTok all day," and it's just a wake up call. And it's like, okay, what if I was in here doing something crazy? Like, yeah, wilding out. Yeah, mm. what if I was in here doing something bad? So just mindful, just to be intentional about everything we're doing. Right. And I'd say the same. I would say that
2: we are. The way we was raised, it's not really hard to yeah. live that way. We live because we are, it's already embedded in us. Like we live right as much as we can. Yeah. So it's like we never we never really been in positions where it's like, hold on, they going they wilding out, are they doing something crazy? Cause mm-hmm. we know better. Like, right. I don't respect, respect for my parents. I know yeah. better, especially in public. I know I'm not gonna be acting out this type mm-hmm. of way, wilding out, doing this, this and that. But like he said, like it would hurt sometimes when it's like people that you, that knew you or know you still that try to hold you. In the past versus yeah. where you are right now, so yeah, you try to feel like you perfect in the way when I mean, it's far from the case is more so we're growing and stepping up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So like you'll go through uh, seasons where you're growing, but your friends don't want to grow. So it's like nah, I have to leave you behind. Mm-hmm. You don't take taking some type of wake up for like oh you change, you change. Oh, you think you're better than like nah, like mm-hmm. you know
0: they stand
2: You keep doing that, but I'm not separate myself to get yeah. where I need to be at. So I love it. At the end of the day though,
0: exactly. I love that you brought that up because that's kind of where my head was at. That's what I was thinking about, that separation, that season of growth where you do have to let people go, even if it hurts you so much. It's like you're on a different path, and I don't think people understand sometimes. It's not an arrogance thing. It's just that's what your calling is. So now I know you guys pray a lot. I pray a lot, too, about the things that I want and um, just where I want to be in my life. Do you think that the prayers that you, you know, prayed for – were you Are you ready now for what you have received? Like, were you ready for what you received when you first got it? Like, the platform and being able to reach people, being able to have that attention. Like, Marlon, what you said, like, where you are out and people are stopping you. Were you prepared for that when it first happened or was it an adjustment?
1: So, I don't think it was an adjustment at all. But one thing I do think... I feel like when we do pray for things i don't think we're ever in a position where we're fully ready for it right. i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes because it's a faith walk god will call us to do certain things that you may feel personally like god i'm not ready for this because i'm sure you felt the same way about mm-hmm. your podcast it's Like, okay start a podcast i don't think i have everything lined up i don't think i'm ready mm-hmm. yet i don't got enough money or lord I'm, I'm just not ready yet so i feel like he puts us in those predicaments to kind of get ready in this kind of preparation because Who we are when we started the podcast and how we've been since is kind of like it's a whole different development and stuff like that. So I definitely just say that God has just called us to just step out on faith. And that was that was the biggest things, because in the in the faith step and just taking that step that God has called us to take has been where we are finding that development, especially character development, because it's so many things God probably wants to do and our life and your life also and to whoever else may be watching this but it's like you got to take that first step first because God like on that other side of that step is where the development is brought but if you just stay in one spot and you just get scared and you try to line up everything God Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm ready and stuff like that and you'll never grow you'll never grow definitely I don't think I don't think it was a bad adjustment at all it definitely was an adjustment but Mm -hmm. I think we kind of ease into it because of the prayers and stuff like that and then also definitely the the prayers of our, our parents and the prayers of our grandparents mm-hmm. and even to those of our family members that who are no longer here, I believe that there's been prayers and stuff that have just been prayed over me and my brother since we were babies. And those are just carrying us along. And we're just kind of like just walking into everything that has already mm-hmm. been said over us.
0: Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you, Clarence, what do you think about when you do have times where change is happening in your life and, you just don't know when the next step is going to come. Like when you accomplish something and then that you feel like, what else? You know, I, I did what I wanted to do now. What else? Like what, how do you navigate that feeling?
2: It's crazy. Cause I'm, I'm going through that season right now. of All right, God, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> but
2: mm. <clears throat> I'm learning that um, most times when you're in that season, it's just more so in a matter of how paid, like God's looking at you in a way of how patient will you be and how, long, are you willing to wait and be patient until I give you the go-ahead versus you trying to jump the gun to do yeah. something? Mm-hmm. So, I, I humbled myself by jumping the gun a couple of times on me thinking that God saying right now when it wasn't right now. So, mm-hmm. me trying to learn that, that cycle and break out of that cycle of, alright, bet. Don't move out of my fleshly desires and thinking that that's what God gonna want for me versus actually getting confirmation from God saying, alright, go ahead, make that move. And then also, just knowing that when God shows me a vision or shows me something that I need to do or go after like the podcast, it's more so on the if God told me to do it, I got this off The Chosen. I was watching The Chosen. And mm-hmm. Philip had told uh, Matthew, he was like, if Jesus has called you to do or to come with him right now, that means you have everything you need right now. And everything else that you'll need along the way will come along the way. Which means you're qualified qualify along the way. So that's I just so feel like deep. That. Yeah. So each season, I just feel like God's going to qualify me along the way. Whenever he points me in, the, in a new direction, I'm going to take that leap of faith and go in that direction.
0: You guys seem like you guys both have very clear visions for what you want out of your life. And I want to know what are ways that you kind of visualize? Cause I'm the type of person, I love vision boards. Like I've always been into a vision board. Like Mm -hmm. I always go to Walgreens, print out my pictures. Like I'm super aesthetic about it. Like I got my binder. Like I don't play when it comes to like what I want and and where I see my life. So I kind of want to know what do you guys do to kind of help you visualize what it is that you want and the steps to take to get to what that is.
2: Me personally, I write down everything, Habakkuk 2 and 2, it says write the vision to make it plain in the Bible. So for me, that's where everything stemmed from for me, from watching Steve Harvey video on that. So I write all my goals out, and then I'll make my phone screensavers, everything I can, computers, laptops, um, around my studio, wherever it is, my room built on whiteboards, whatever it is, pictures of everything that i put down, written down in, uh, word for word. So just trying to make vision boards, like you said, and everywhere that I look at. So if you're always looking at your car and you got the dashboard right there, you have a vision board something right there, a little mini zone. Yeah. You always look at your phone, <laughs> vision board you can write right on your phone, yeah. laptop. If you have something in your books, print a picture out, put it on the book that you read all the time. Mm-hmm. Like just always yeah. have it in your mind, so you can have that reminder of this one I'm chasing after. This is what God showed me I
1: need to chase after me.
0: Marlon, how do you do that?
1: So mine, mine started off because I love speaking. Mine was kind of journaling at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still is. I journal a lot and. I journal my prayers. It's not like just me journaling, but right. I I write my prayers down for what I want or where I see myself at. CL got me onto the whiteboard thing. I have my whiteboard in my room right now. Mm. He got me into writing my goals out and stuff like that. So big ups to him for that. So now I do that and stuff like that. But just journaling, and then another one of mine, which is kind of not weird, but it's different, is that I actually I hold stuff in my phone. So what I mean by that is. If I'm feeling like, if if I'm just thinking about something like for the future and I feel like God's giving me a vision, I would turn my camera on on my phone, whether I'm in the car, whether I'm in my room, and I'll record a video of me speaking it. So mm. I speak it and I keep it in my phone. So I, I just recorded one last week, actually, while I was sitting in my bed. I was just real motivated in my room. And I'm like, I'm... I said the date, I'm like, today is so-and-so, I'm 21 years old. I said, in a couple of years, I'm going to be doing this, doing that, and all of that. And I record that, and I stored it away in a playlist for my phone, and it's like for the future, so that that way I can come back to it and realize, okay, I spoke this up. Well, God gave me the vision, I spoke it into the atmosphere, and now we're, we're living in it. So that's been a way, I think it, it gives me a safe spot to just um, express myself, along with journaling and stuff like that. I made
2: that playlist, brother.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you do you've com- com- you com- done it scattered that,
1: everywhere. Because actually think about it. it when you are when you're sitting like saying it out loud, it's a different mm. type of authority mm-hmm. and belief that has to take place for you to say it. Like That's it's awesome. just me looking at my camera, looking at myself and telling myself like this is what I'm going to do. You're going to be doing it. Yeah.
0: Wow. That all those things combined. That's why I love like when I meet people, especially mm-hmm. people who are in my age group, when we're so aligned and have so much in common on what we do to achieve our goals, it's just a different type of energy exchange. It's a different type of conversation that comes from it because I feel like it's different when you hear it from older people because yeah. people who are older and more experienced it's like they've learned those lessons but it's rare to me personally when i find other people who are doing what you do on a daily basis and you see how you know they're performing in their life it keeps you more humble and it helps you understand that you're on the right path too it's not too far-fetched so that's really really good and i love that speaking into existence and recording it for reference because it's like now you really have the proof and it makes your faith even stronger do you feel that way
1: Yes, I definitely do. And it's crazy because I've been doing it. I've been doing it for the longest, but I was on TikTok one day and I'm sure you know who Keith Lee is. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had posted a video. He was recording. It was an a old video of himself. He was sitting in his car. He was like, he was like, today is so-and-so and I only have a thousand dollars in my bank account. I have a family to feed and stuff like that. He was like, I don't know how, I don't know how, but somehow, some way I'm going to make it.
2: Mm. Years
1: later, he posted the same video and he was like, like, this is nothing but God. Like nobody can take nothing from me. Like this has been like preordained from the very beginning. God is amazing. And that kind of motivated me. It's like, okay, everything may not look like how I want it right now, but I have the power, the power and the authority from God to speak those things. So I definitely take that very seriously.
0: Yeah, that's dope. How do you guys balance like the journey with your business and your finance, and then also kind of like coming back to your morals and your ethics on what I should do, what type of business venture I should partake in, or even, Clarence, with you, because I know you do photography. Are there some shoots where you're like, mm, I don't know. Like, that's kind of <laughs> much. Like, maybe we should do it this way, because it's your brand, too. You know, like, both you guys are a brand, so I wonder how your moral your moral views and your ethics. Ethical views align with your businesses.
2: Yeah, so like even now where having like um, multiple platforms and everything, I have to be way more like wise on who I'm letting in the studio, who I'm letting do what in the mm. studio, so on and so forth. Because the old way my business was, it would be like they but the shoot, but I wouldn't even know what they're doing until they get to the shoot. Sometimes. Uh. And then it's been, it was it was one time I'm doing a shoot, <clears throat> they come in, and everything. And I was like dressing room there, you can change the clothes and everything. Client came out in lingerie, I was like, Oh, hold on. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, so my mom was like, well, I mean, you already here now, I have to do the shoot now. Like didn't you know, I know what you was doing. I, I'm not gonna be the guy to see you back home because mm-hmm. like I didn't know that well, it was my fault, I didn't ask you ahead of time. So right. but you know, just simple stuff like that, like it's like dang, like <laughs> I need to ask these questions because anybody can get the wrong idea and be like, Oh yeah, I can do this do this, this and that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I had a couple people asking some crazy stuff for me to do. I was like, nah. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, bad vibe. But it does come at uh, just being wise. And my dad always talks to me and mom about being wise on decision making, understanding that what we do will always have, like everything has a cause and effect. So making sure that you're making the right decisions, not giving off the wrong image mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Because once you let one person do something, everybody feel like they can yeah. do it. So, yeah. yeah. So just being wise
1: on who, who I'm letting do what and to what extent. Mm-hmm.
0: Marlon, how do you navigate that too? Just like with you in your life, how do you navigate it?
1: So mine is definitely, I'm still working on everything, trying to balance out, okay, this stuff, we got the Bible study going on, we got mm-hmm. the podcast going on, and then now God has been giving me a vision and things for my own stuff that I'm trying to get off the ground that I actually mm-hmm. will be announcing on August 1st. But mm-hmm. to navigate it, I've definitely been trying to make sure that, that the vision and everything that I'm carrying out, it's not just like, okay, I want to do it because I want to be successful, or mm-hmm. uh, I want to do it because of my own desires and stuff like that, but just trying to make sure that I am carrying out God's vision and then make sure that I stay grounded because because he's the one that gave it to me. It's a reason that I'm doing it. So if I get Mm -hmm. sidetracked and start looking at it as like, okay, I'm doing it because I want to fit in. I'm doing it because it's the cool thing right now. That's where I kind of get sidetracked. That's where things will kind of go left. But just always keeping my head on straight about, okay, I'm doing this for God's glory. I think that's kind of going to be the way that I kind of stay navigated to where I don't go to the left or I don't go to the right as stuff is going on, because I feel like as you kind of do, Start becoming successful. I know he takes pictures, and over time, when you've been doing something for so long, you can start feeling comfortable in a way where it's yeah. like, okay, I'm just taking pictures. But you got to also take into account that God gave you that gift, and that you're still doing it for His glory. So I just don't ever want to. I just don't want to ever get to that point where I'm doing something that I love doing it, but I'm just doing it for me and not for God. Mm-hmm. So that's right. what I gotta navigate. That's good.
0: I was thinking about that too uh, with ego. You know how we have an ego in our in our minds that, that kind of can take over. And sometimes I wonder how do you guys balance? How do you try to balance when you feel like ego is creeping in and it's becoming about me and it's not really, you know, the, the focal point is about service and serving people and how you can give back and what you can do. So how do you, both of you, how do you try to navigate those emotions because you want to be successful obviously like you want to have a life that's abundant and full and you don't have to worry about a lot of things but sometimes i get so confused because there's people who say well don't don't let your sex success be based on your personal Mm -hmm. views and what you want but it's like you have needs too you know but you know you have to serve so how do you guys navigate trying to balance both
2: for me personally i would say that all comes down to having that constant reminder of the only reason why I am even at this point in my life is because God got me here, yeah. and have that like That reminder it keeps me grounded. It keeps me knowing that don't get cocky, don't get too right. green, because it, be it can be taken away in an instant. Mm-hmm. And then also understanding that all everything I have now comes from my consistent service for God. Yeah. So God would throw me little oh here, here's this for doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like little gifts mm-hmm. and little prizes or little um surprises that come with the with the process because mm-hmm. we'll go through the process and be like, dang, I'm going through all this stuff for what? Yeah. And then God will give you like the reassurance and be like, oh, You ain't going through it for nothing. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. You no know I'm saying just here's a little something to keep you going. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not for us. It's for someone else. Like our scars are not for us. Our scars are for someone else. For them to be able to get blessed by our words, our journey, our experiences. And that really is what really keeps Us humble in the way, I'm yeah. be well, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
2: but yeah, to keeps us humble in the way, like keeps us focused on the main goal, which is to give him the glory and to um just spread positivity and just enlighten people and motivate and inspire others as well through our journey because yeah. we know once you get cocky or have that type of attitude, walking everywhere like you like you need, like you deserve something, mm-hmm. that's where everything goes downhill. Yeah. Like, nobody will want to help you out, yeah. nobody will want to lend a hand, serve you, so on and so forth. So, we always want to keep that type of energy to where it's like people know that even if they see that we blessed. It seems like we're nowhere near where we feel like God is going to take us to. We're always grinding. Yeah.
0: Do you ever get surprised like by the blessings that you do get? Like you said, you know how God sends you stuff to keep you going. Like I just had that happen to me yeah. yesterday, and I was just wondering, like, how do you guys feel about that when it does come, and like, what's your reactions when it does come? Because for me, I know when I'm really, really down and it feels like I don't see the tunnel, I don't see where I'm going. I do need something to help me you know, yeah. keep going with whatever I'm doing. What's been that one blessing that you got that made you feel really reassured and happy about where you are in your journey? No,
2: Yeah, you go ahead, you go ahead. Um, For me was when I got my studio. So when I first got mm-hmm. my studio, it overwhelmed me so much I cried and I don't cry. Mm-hmm. The only time I cry is at funerals. So it caught me off guard cause I was like, dang all this hard work like finally paid off. Like, mm-hmm. Cause before I got my studio, I had caught COVID, my mom had moved out of Virginia, so I I had to stop doing photo shoots in my garage. So I had to start paying hotels, different studios, different churches to start using their space so I can do my clients and everything. And it was getting real frustrated because it was taking a lot, it was like putting a toll on me because I was having to drive from Virginia Beach to Suffolk to Smithfield to Newport News, Hampton, all these different places, Norfolk and everywhere else. To just take pictures of clients, and I'm looking like, bro, I need my own spot. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got the keys to my own spot. I broke down because I was like, dang, all these prayers finally worked, yeah. all this hard work finally like paid off, and God carried me throughout the whole way. Especially at my age, that I got my studio. I got my studio at 20. Yeah, 20 years old. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like to have a studio at 20 years old is crazy. Yeah, it is like,
0: crazy. That is.
2: I had just I had just uh, dropped out of college too, so it had hit even more because it was like, dang, like my leap of faith really worked. Like mm-hmm. God I had my back the whole way.
0: I was just about to ask you guys that i love how our convo is just segwaying into everything how i wanted it to go but um i was gonna ask you guys did you guys go to college because i feel like at our age it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like most people go some people don't you know what i mean and it's scary when you realize it's not for you like i was just having that conversation with my family where i finished and now that i'm done It's like it benefited for me, but I know it's not for everybody. So I want to know what was that decision and both of you, both of you guys experience with college.
1: Um, I went to, well, I graduated in 2020. So it was during COVID. I actually went to New Jersey at Ryder University to run track. So I was there running track. But again, because it was during covid I didn't get the normal college experience that everybody else got. So Uh I'm talking about I'm in my dorm taking my classes on my computer, not really seeing anybody on campus except my track team because we had practice and stuff like that. So my experience was kind of, it was rough. It was rough, especially because I had never been away from my brother, away from my family either. I was Mm. out the state. So it was real rough for me and God had told me, it was like, okay, it's work for you to do in Virginia. And it's so crazy because I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know. Like, I told my mom that I just had like this inner, it was really just this inner knowing. It was like this inner urge. It's like, okay, it's something left for me to do in Virginia. And this is before the podcast. This is before the Bible, before the Bible studies and all the many different things that we are doing now. And yeah. when I made that leap to come back to Virginia, I knew it was the right decision. Because looking back now, I know when you're standing in a situation, you don't ever see like long road. God would tell you something mm-hmm. that you don't ever see mm-hmm. down the line, but it takes for you to sometimes be in the future and then look back. It's like, okay, now say, sitting here today, I can look back and see, okay, why I made that decision, why God told me to do that. So college, it definitely, it was, it was cool. It was a cool experience. And I do believe that some people do need to go to college. I don't. I don't believe that everybody needs to go to college. But I don't tell. I wouldn't tell nobody don't go to college because there is a lot of relationships and and different partnerships and stuff that you can get from just being there and participating in yeah. things like that. So if the field you're in requires school, go to school. But if there's something you want to do that you are very passionate about and it does not require school, go to a trade school. Uh, YouTube University. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go, go there. Go get a a, a a license or something like that. Go to a two week class. I got my real estate license because I did a two-week course. So it's a whole bunch of different things you could do outside of college. But don't just limit yourself in, especially to just please your parents. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be the one paying them loans off. (laughs) No (laughs) kidding.
0: So Clarence, you was like, I'm not doing it. I'm going to drop out. And then what made you, because that's a, that's a huge decision, you know, and I'm sure there's so many people that will be able to relate with what you're about to say because there's so many people that are in school or about to go to school that are on the fence about school and they have a, another dream. So what was your story about it?
2: It's crazy because back at high school, guy even gave me a dream that I was going to drop out my sophomore year of college and my junior year of high school. I won't think about college at all in the first place. I was like, ma, I'm not going to college. My mom was like, you're going to college. I was like, I don't, I don't I don't. like school. I didn't like school at the time. So I'm like, bro, I don't see myself going to college. But I'll go for y'all because that's the normal thing everybody do. Everybody mm. college. I'll probably go here be an engineer or
0: something.
2: <laughs> Senior year come, last second, I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to uh, just go for photography because I know you can go to school for photography. I was like, I'm going go to VCU for photography. Went to VCU. Got there, finished one full year. And they won't really teach me nothing I already know. So then sophomore year comes... COVID is about to happen, and that's when God reminded me of my dream that I had in high school. I mm-hmm. said, yo, I was like, matter of fact, God, I'm going to take this with faith, and we're going to drop out, and we're going to go full-time with photography. we see we going to see if that, if that dream was of you, or was it me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: so then I dropped out, go full-time, and as soon as I go full-time, that was the most, most money I ever made in my life, working um, as a photographer and everything, and it just, it just kept going up ever since then, and I was like, dang, God, you really like... Holding me down over here because wow, I just didn't, it just didn't feel right for me during that season. I might, and I, I'll never, I'll go back later on in life. But as of right now, it just feel like God wanted me to be out because I don't think we would have had the podcast started, the studio I have, the photo shoots that lives that we already impacted so far would have been em- impacted if I would have stayed in Richmond. Yeah,
0: that's such a trip though because it's like one moment can determine something else, and that's why I was just thinking about like I had an interview that I did and the girl was asking me about COVID and how COVID impacted me. And I was telling her that COVID was terrible for society as a whole, but for me, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. I needed it. You needed it, right? And that's why I was gonna ask you guys about how COVID impacted you, but you were able to actually be kind of, not comfortable, I don't wanna say comfortable, but it kind of gave you a window to do something. You know, what yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you how do you guys both analyze whether or not something could be a potential opportunity to make a move? Because I feel like some people, they have moments in their life where they could make that move because it's there, but they're just so unsure. What do you guys do to eliminate the un- unsureness?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say that, like we said earlier, everything is not going to always be perfect or lined up. Some of the greatest opportunities or some of the greatest doors open for you are gonna be kind of skeptical. It's like, huh? Like, I don't know. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I move to the state? Should I drop out of school? You're gonna be skeptical about it. And then another thing is you have to block out the noise because Mm -hmm. the fear and stuff and all that overthinking, it kicks in when you're listening to outside voices, Mm -hmm. especially when you have a God said, when God told you to do something, it's so easy for your family members because at the end of the day, they want the best for you. But it's so easy to let what somebody else is saying, oh, Clarence, you should stay in school. You know what I'm saying? I think you should do this. Okay, that's cool. And I realize you love me and stuff like that, but I know what God gave me. so. Uh, blocking out the noise and just staying in tune with God. Because if God told you to do something, it's not supposed to make sense. It's not supposed to look right all together. But he's going to give you little small bits and pieces. Like, okay, I told you go do this. Just go do this. And then we'll figure out along the way. Because God didn't just tell him, drop out. I'm going to give you a podcast. I'm going to tell you do this. It was just drop out. And then the, (laughs) the rest of the directions follow along the way. So I feel like if you have that inner urge or if you have that inner unctioning that's telling you to do something, do it because that might that very thing that you're scared to do might be the thing to change your life um, I was talking to CL and I was filming for one of my YouTube videos and I was saying that fear is like being in a helicopter that's burning you're high up in the sky the helicopter is crashing down you have on a parachute but you have a you have a fear of heights so are you gonna jump are you gonna jump to, uh, to save your life because you have a parachute or are you gonna stay in the helicopter because of your fear of um, of heights You got to make a decision right there. So I think it's the same way. God is our parachute. So we just need to go ahead and jump. And if we do go the wrong way, if we do make the wrong move, he can save us. He can turn us back. He can redirect Mm -hmm. us back to the path we need to be on.
0: That's powerful, Marlon. Jesus, that's really good. good. That's really good. I was going to ask you guys what challenges come with having a podcast like this because you guys are combining both faith and finance. And I'm sure there's some people at first hand. They're like that doesn't even make sense. Like why are you guys putting faith and finance together? I don't get it. How do those things coincide? How does that even make sense? So what challenges did you guys face early on with just the overall concept of the podcast or did you guys have any?
2: Um I don't know if we, I guess it's more so just find like a schedule for us since we're always busy. Mm-hmm. Find like a consistent schedule at that. So like with podcasts, you can't really afford to miss so many days mm-hmm. or so many weeks without posting or being consistent because once you got that momentum and you got people following your page, you need to start like, you got to give them some heat. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to consistently so they can have something to look forward to because people start, they'll get familiar with your schedule and be like, hold on, you ain't posted it. What's yeah. going on? Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. So making sure that we're. Even if we don't feel like recording even if we feel like sleeping in whatever it is mm-hmm. yo we gotta get up and do this podcast yeah we gotta get up we gotta lock in because even if we don't feel like doing it someone may need the words that we say on this podcast yeah so right.
0: that's
2: that's the main thing that come like
1: come to mind for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: on top of your head i definitely i agree with that but i think mine was kind of more so personal trying to manage um because the podcast and the bible studies it's so much that we are pouring out to others. Mm-hmm. I think my personal personal conflict was trying to find that time to to regain myself and to still find those Mm -hmm. moments where I'm getting filled back up because it's like, okay, if you just keep pouring, you keep pouring, you keep pouring, eventually you're gonna end up empty. So I know a lot of people have to perform or serve other people and then still don't get what they need on the back burner. And that can kind of hinder your performance in general. So Mm -hmm. just definitely, I think what was hard for me was just trying to find that balance in between where it's like, okay, I know I'm doing a podcast, I know I'm doing Bible study, but I need to be still intentional about my time with God, about my personal life, my personal health, just small, like just the little things. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be pouring, pouring, pouring. And then I'm going to look up and still be in the same situation that I've been in. So that's definitely trying to take my my personal stuff serious also.
0: Yeah, that's good. You guys definitely give a lot of content. That's why I, that's good that you take time to reevaluate and step back because the people have enough to binge. And I <laughs> feel like that's really, really good for a podcast because like once you find it, you do want to keep, yes. you know, circulating and watching and seeing what else. But it's crazy to me that the growth of the of the pod started from a year ago, and yeah. when like when's your birthday, April by the 4th. way, April fourth. So yeah. till now, that that's crazy that the growth. Did you guys anticipate it to grow like that, or was it just like was there any preset goals in the beginning, or it was just we're just gonna put out the episodes?
2: Yeah, we didn't really have like no goals for the podcast. It was more so we're gonna record and wow. put it out there. That's what yeah. guys had to do. But that's ain't that's ain't no as God said because. Not too many podcasts get pushed in that type of way yeah. that fast. Yeah. Podcasts a
1: Christian podcasts at
2: that, like, yeah. especially in our generation where people not really trying to go, a lot of people not really going to church as much. They try to stay home watching on you virtually, all that and, and everything that's going on. So it's like for people to understand and to push our stuff, especially with me talking fast and stuttering <laughs> all that stuff, like God calling me to do that. That's how you know it was like God calls to do it because the two unqualified people in our minds. <laughs> have been pushed to do it and it's getting qualified along the way yeah so it's exciting to see to be honest because it blows our minds every day especially the feedback feedback that we get people saying that we we, they needed our words they need uh anything we said changed their whole day and Mm -hmm. made it better for them so
1: i'm like dang thank you lord for like just using us as a vessel and we we do got to shout out our team also because we're the ones y'all see y'all see our faces but we do have uh two videographers, Ron and Ryan Griffin, and Dotes. they are really the brains behind it. Dotes. Me and CL are not very detailed people. So Dotes. we have the big vision. We, we're a big picture people, but we need people along the way to help us get organized. Okay, mm-hmm. this, this, this is this mm-hmm. deadline right here. They'll text in the group chat like, hey, yo, we, we got to record today. We got to record two <laughs> episodes today. We need to film content for reels today. So just shout out to them for just wow, holding us yeah. accountable. The, the main reason yeah. our content has blown up is not just because of our words, Especially but today. because of them, because they are the ones consistently putting that that content on those pages that's they are true. the one there they're adding the dramatic music behind what we're saying <laughs> to make the viewer feel you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to hit their heart so everything is very strategic it's very planned out so i just want to shout them out real quick because we couldn't do anything we do without them a, and without god of course actually lay off yeah
0: yeah I, that's a huge thing because i feel like it helps also put things into perspective for even people who aspire to get where you guys are because it does take a team it takes people to get you where you are and for you to acknowledge them shows like it's not just me it's not just us it's like it takes a team of people how did you guys go about building that relationship with them and having them be a part of this team and push this podcast
2: it's it's crazy because us getting to know them started off from my boy ryan hitting me up to do a video because I, I was doing YouTube for my seller's media page, for my photography page. Mm-hmm. He hit me up and said, hey, bro, I'm going to do a free day-in-life video of you and your day when you're doing photo shoots and everything. So he said, for free? I said, I right, bet we can see what you do. Mm-hmm. He did it for free. And the way they did the work was so clean, I was like, oh, yeah, nah. We got to get you all record everything. Yeah. So when I thought, when God gave me the podcast stuff, I said, yo, who do I know that's good at video? I immediately thought of them. And ever since, they understood the vision. We're all on the same page. So it just correlated and just everything flew. Wow. Ever so it's like, that's a big part of when your team, like make sure that everybody understands the overall Mm. vision because if everybody doesn't, then you'll always find conflict within the team. But since we're all Mm -hmm. on the same page, we all understand the same goal. It's like we give them free reign and have as much creative control as they want to because we understand we all going
1: after the same common goal. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing to what he just said that everybody on the team buys into the vision because I feel like a lot of times we can get into well, people in general can get into partnership with different people that may be skilled at the thing they do, but they're just looking for a check. Yeah. And because they are so invested in the vision that God has given us, I think that is why the work has been so great because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not just working for for them for a check, or I'm not just working for them for this, or for for their notoriety. They will be fine even if we never mentioned them or anything like that. They're so invested into the vision that they don't they don't want their names or anything. We don't got shout them mm-hmm. out, nothing like that. They're like they're bought in, like they're yeah. called to do it. Like, and I think it's, that's very important that all of those different things are aligned. So yeah, yeah that's a blessing.
0: Are they similar in age with you guys?
1: Yeah. No, they're a little, a little older. Ryan, he 22? 20? No, 23. 23. Ryan 23, Ron 24? Yes, yeah. 24. But And it's crazy because they're brothers. That they're, they're just like us. They're brothers. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. But the reason why I ask that is because I feel like our generation is so... We don't like to collaborate with each other. I don't know why that is. I don't know why we're in like this society where... One person, like, there's no need to collaborate. Like, everyone thinks that they have to claw to the top or whatever they feel the top is on their own without collaborating with people, especially like who are just as talented in the same age range. So, that's why I was wondering, like, how much, like, what's the age gap between you guys? So, people in our age group can understand we all need to link up together and create together in order for things to work. So, that's really dope for
1: sure. I definitely believe that, um, especially in Virginia. A lot of people do a lot of the same things. So there are a lot of uh, nail stylists, There are a lot of hairstylists, there are a lot of rappers, there are a lot of clothing right. designers, a there lot of podcasters, are. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like people have that mindset. And honestly, I think personally that it's an insecure mindset to mm-hmm. think that, mm-hmm. okay, that you doing the same thing as me is going to stop me from growing. When in reality, we will get to the top faster if we just push this together like so instead of looking at it as one point of view that okay if i do this with them they're gonna take my people and my people are my people it i feel like everybody has an audience in the world so who may not watch us they may not watch us but they may watch you you know what i'm saying they may not watch you but they may like our content and i think we understand that that everybody has a certain group of people they are called to service and that they are called to deliver a message to so when you get in that mindset you can start collaborating with people and then also be confident in your own abilities
0: Definitely, thinking. that's so true. What's been the most impactful episode that you guys have filmed to date that you can reference back to and be like, "That's probably my favorite." Mm-hmm.
2: I think one of our, I think it was our second episode when we did on God's timing. Ooh, that's the one. That's that's the that's probably the biggest one on our page, yeah. and that was the one that that was the first one that went viral too.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: the second one for me, for my own personal like life, was our video on um lust. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's like my personal um Bowser lesson everything like going back and watching that just realizing like dang like this is actually a good episode, like, <laughs> 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 but that for sure because that helped not only me, but a lot of my friends too like a lot of my friends that so they need yeah. that episode as well mm-hmm. so I'm glad that we could help out um the fellas too
1: with that on that episode yeah but God's that's timing for
0: me that's good Marlon what's yours
1: I would definitely say God's timing that that episode was one of my favorites yeah, also man. just looking back on it. <laughs> It, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but just That's looking true. at us, we look a little different. We look a little younger. And but that one and then definitely the uh, episode we recorded not too long ago with my dad. I think that was a great, that was, that was one too. of my favorite episodes also. That's uh,
0: really, really good. What's been you guys' like, favorite feedback that you've gotten from like your community and your audience, people who've tuned into it and, and watched those full-length episodes, not just the clips? Because it's different when you can digest the whole episode as a whole rather than just the short clips, but what's your guys' favorite feedback that you've gotten?
2: I think my favorite feedback is more so, it's just a simple statements of your obedience got you here. That, mm. is, that's, that simple sentence like reassures me of, all right, we're on the right path. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so good. Your
2: obedience blessed me. Like Every time someone says they uh, they needed our words or something that we posted blessed them, it just goes back to that one statement,
1: your obedience, your obedience. Yeah, so that's, that's so good i think what blesses me the most personally is that when people send me messages and say how much i've helped them especially people i don't know they yeah, say how much i've helped people. them but i think it hits mm-hmm. harder for me when i realize that i'm not even where i want to be at in life yeah. i think that's why it hits me so hard because it's like mm-hmm. I don't got it all figured out. I don't got it all together. But for you to say my words is helping you is just motivation for me to keep going, keep going. even when I want to give up. I think that really touches my heart the most when people are just sending me like I'm talking about random paragraphs in my DM <laughs> like, bro, I know you don't know me, but this, in this video about everything you said like I've been going through jump, and that's just motivation because sometimes I can feel like I am pouring and it's like, okay, God, like, listen, I need you to show up for me. And I feel like those little moments are God sending people to remind me how much of an impact I'm making. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's amazing. That's so good. I want to ask you guys for aspiring podcasters because you guys have grown. And I know it's, we've talked about, you know, getting a team together. But I just want you guys' as top tips for people who are just starting out in their podcasting journey.
2: Um, I would say, number one, well, before I say consistency, number one, is <laughs> having your theme on your podcast. Like, What what do you want to talk about? What's the theme? And how are you going to attack that target, that target audience? And number two is consistency. Once you find that theme, post as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The real, the real like stuff that blow up, majority of the time, they'll post a thousand videos, but all it takes is one video for yeah. a mm-hmm. people like, to go viral and everybody come to your page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, as much as you post, the more you post, the more chances you have of something going viral and a different audience that actually likes your work will start coming in, start watching all your videos and now they become supporters. Yeah. So it just comes from you being consistent, to be honest. That's, that's my number one tip is just consistency.
1: Yeah. That's good. Mine would be uh, definitely don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't reinvent the wheel, but definitely do things in an authentic way. I feel like a lot of times, you don't, people are not successful because they try to do what somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you may like podcasts, but do it in the way you were called to do it. Do it with your personality because the way we talk may not be the way you talk or the, you know what I'm saying? What God has called you to talk about on the podcast may not be what we're called to talk about. So I would definitely say that people will appreciate you being authentically you. I think what touches us the most is when people can say they've watched the podcast and then met us in person and see that Mm -hmm. we are the same people on the podcast. So definitely don't uh, don't reinvent the wheel be authentically you and then turn on the camera i feel like it's, it's no excuse we got phones Facts. we got all these different stuff you know they got microphones now you can plug into your phones and stuff like that yeah. so yeah. i think that's motivation to me also because i do youtube and stuff like that just turn on the camera and just start just start just start don't don't do like how we did did to get God. microphones don't do how we did everybody don't need to wait till they get microphones you you have no excuse you need to start right now
0: Back. that's dope what's you guys' future plans for the pod if if you can like look and see like what the vision is or maybe like a topic that you're dying to talk about on the episodes upcoming what's like the future looking like for the more purpose pod yeah we're, to go tour. we're
2: yeah, to go see on tour. Live, live tour live tours whereas a whole bunch of people that just want to hear us talk yeah. have special guests meet up with different um like pastors people of influence whatever it is that People really want to get questions from, like, yeah. and tackling the tough conversations that people don't really tackle. Like, yeah. trying to figure, like, get to the bottom of different things, but also doing it in an authentic way, like he said. Like, still being ourselves and asking these co- these questions, but also feeding people to what they need to be fed. Mm-hmm. We'll
0: I want to say, say one thing to you guys. It's crazy because you guys started the pod in VA, and I feel like people always feel like they have to start something in L.A. or in Atlanta or in these bigger places. But you guys started right where you were at and it grew. And I just want you guys to just speak to that just a little bit because I feel like people are always just trying to go places when they can just start right where they are.
1: It's, it's or, so crazy. I was talking about this the other day with my friend because it really it frustrates me. It frustrates me when I see people kind of blame their location, or blame the state they are in for them not being successful. When in reality, like I named uh, at the beginning, there there have been many people from Virginia that have been successful. All it takes is for you to have that faith in yourself to believe that mm-hmm. you can do it. So I want to tell you that the state that you live in does not matter. I don't care if you in Minnesota. I don't care if you in you know say Missouri. It does not matter. If you want to make it, you can make it. And everybody has a pathway everybody has resources and stuff like that but you cannot hide yourself behind those excuses that your location Mm -hmm. makes it uh for you to be successful because if i'm not doing the work here in virginia when i get to cali it's gonna be twice as bad i'm really not gonna be doing the work now on the other side of that coin though i do believe that some people do need to move to get that extra amount of motivation but i Mm -hmm. say that when you have already done what you need to do here like when you've Mm -hmm. gotten to a place where it's like okay I can't grow here no more, but that's not an excuse for those that haven't done anything here and just think I want to go to Cali, Atlanta, and my life is gonna turn around. Like, nah. Start where start where you're from. Start where you're from. My, my mentor that's told me he was
2: like, when he was like, "You live in Virginia. If I come to Virginia and I ask him who the best photographer, who had the best podcast, I need to hear your name." Yeah. Mm. He was like, "If your name not popping over here, if nobody knows who you are over here, what makes you think if you go to a bigger state, if you go to Texas somewhere, it's gonna be an even better situation." That's facts.
0: You have yeah. To make sure
2: like he was like, you have to do what you can in your city first. Mm-hmm. Start small. So like, are right, in your city, then go to the seven cities that surround that, and take over the whole End, and take all the states beside that. Mm-hmm. One by one. Yes. After that, your neighbor's gonna start branching out word of yeah. mouth. But if you're not trying to take over your own city, like, you over here hailing your own city, it's like, <laughs> you I mean, can't you expect going else. Yeah. Facts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. I love VA. I, I feel like when I left from Illinois and when I came there, like, my hometown is so small. So they really just don't understand media in general. They're like a podcast, like what interview. Like they don't get it. So it it did take that to go away. And then VA is just one of those places I feel like when you really are on the ground with the people doing the work, they reciprocate that love back. So I feel like I definitely relate to you guys so much on that.
2: I definitely want to see your flowers real quick because you did it. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job.
0: Thank you so much. But that's what I'm saying. With with the vibe, it just, it works. You know what I mean? When you have people who you can just relate to, it just makes for a great conversation. So... I hate to let you guys go, but I want to do the final four. I really could sit here and talk to you guys for a long time. I really could. But I want to do the final four with you guys. These are just like four questions. When I first started the first episode, I didn't really like how they were structured because I feel like it was too broad. So now I narrowed it down to these four final four questions for Set for Success. So I want you guys to both answer. It could be answered in one word. It could be answered however long you want to answer it. How Whatever you feel in your heart to say, just answer it that way. So the first one is, what's one change someone could make to get closer to success today?
1: Habits. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Habits. 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 Habits.
2: Habits and nah, it's new. It
0: yeah, habits, habits is it. And it's when we say good. habits,
1: like just the smallest thing, like waking okay, up. waking up, mm-hmm. like one thing he told me about is like okay, wake up, get out your bed, clean your room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just small little things Make because I feel like we have to rewire our brains from all the negative and toxic habits that we have learned. Because success, you have to rewire your brain for success. Success mm-hmm. is not, it's really not your money, but it's it's your mindset. Mm-hmm. That it, it, that's where it starts. Wealth starts in the mind. So I believe you do have to rewire your brain and stuff like that. I'll say to go with that reading, but applying what you read. A lot of people Mm -hmm. people apply what they're reading. So Mm -hmm. make sure
2: you're applying what you're reading, what you're learning from other people. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. We're so on brand because, okay. Second question. What was the last good book that you read?
2: Atomic Habits.
1: Mine is. I got to read that. Great book. Mine is called creative by Kiara Johnson. Y'all need to get that book. That's the last book I read. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Top two books in the world.
0: Those are good. I wonder. I've been dying. Atomic Habits has been. What's your? What's the other one that you said, Marlon?
1: So it's actually a girl. Her she's from Virginia. Mm-hmm. She's actually from oh, Virginia. It's called A Call Creative. I'll send it to you after we're done with all okay. Of this. Okay. But it's a it's a great book and it just speaks to being chosen in a generation where like media content creator, influencers, influencers and stuff are thriving and how you've been chosen to, to carry out the vision that God has called you to do. So whether that's podcast, whether that's just an influencer, whether it's a fashion designer, whatever field you may be in, mm-hmm. it's a great book. It tackles being a perfectionist, fear, and all the different things that come with just being a creator in general. Try to so tell you oh, that book read you the book. <laughs> 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 the book is that good. That For book real. is very
0: good. Oh, I love books like that. Okay. My third one is what is your best self-care tip?
2: my best self-care tip for men i'm gonna say
0: for men or whatever
2: yeah for, for men <laughs> get a consistent haircut when you walk around with a consistent haircut you're gonna feel you look, you look <laughs> yeah, good you feel that's good true, that's true
1: that's true
2: we, we do not be wanting to be on camera if we don't have no haircut yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen bro we going to have to record another day or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in the haircut actually, taking days off to just rest your mind be by yourself like mm-hmm. I like to go mm. like me yeah, and both do this as a matter of fact. But like going outside, just chilling, reading, sitting outside like when the sunset about mm. to go up or the sunset going down, regardless of what it is, like just taking time to yourself to relax, getting your um your feet done, whatever it is. Like yeah. just relax, get a massage <laughs> or something.
0: What That's good. Think? Marlon, what's yours?
1: Mine would definitely be um dress like you're about to meet somebody famous. Or mm. or dress dress like you're about to meet somebody that has the keys to the opportunity that you want. For sure. That's what I would say. Uh, sure. A lot of people, they be joking me, not not really joking me, but they always joke around with me, my friends and stuff. They'd be like, "Boy, we ain't doing nothing. You got on a full, <laughs> you got on a full outfit. I'm telling you, I just, You're I really, chilling. I really do it. I really do it for me. I really just do it, but it. it's a personal reason. I just always want to come out the house like, okay." Like I might meet I you. might meet the president tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So Thanks. just always That's so be good. You don't ever know who you're gonna meet. And I feel yeah. like in today's society, believe it or not, people do judge you before they meet you. It's it's a bad thing, but it's the truth that people really do. So you just wanna make sure that you're not adding to the stereotype and to how people may think of you. Because uh-huh. I my dad something and my dad taught me when I used to have my hair low, I come out of the house with my do-rag. And my dad used to be like, Take that do rag off. You don't know who you're gonna meet in this airport, you you don't know who you're gonna meet in the store. And you don't want them to overlook you without you even having, Mm -hmm. like, they don't even know what's in your mouth or in your heart or anything like that. But just because they looked at you, it's like, okay, an opportunity passes you by. So dress like you, you dress with success, man.
0: Ooh, I love that one. Okay. Last one is your advice to anyone in Gen Z or any, like, college student, HBCU student, anyone in that space in their early 20s who just might feel a little bit lost and they just need some advice. Want to go
1: first? Yeah. Um, My advice would definitely be that it's okay that you don't have it figured all out. I can honestly say that a lot of the stuff that I'm doing right now was never in my plan. So Mm -hmm. I will say take take it day by day. Take it one step at a time. God really works in mysterious ways that he will position you where you need to be at with the people you need to be with and all those different things. So take it day by day and just continue to put your trust and your faith in him and just continue with whatever you're doing, whether it looks like what you want to do or not, I want to say that put your best foot forward. Make sure you're doing mm-hmm. everything you're doing at a at a high rate because you may not see that it's a benefit from doing it or because it's born right. or something like that. But on the back end of that, there's always a benefit to it. It's a lot of things I did uh, from serving people to a whole bunch of different things that I didn't know was benefiting me in a way So definitely even when you don't have your own stuff going on Get somewhere and serve somebody else and your stuff will start to get lined up and stuff like that for sure And to add on to that I would say um Just asking God to remove things that's not his will mm-hmm. so that
2: way it's gonna help narrow down All right, that's not what I need to be doing It's yeah. not what I need to be doing and that way you'll have a broader view or more focused view on What you need to be doing what you need to start working towards mm-hmm. and then um like he said, don't worry about the time frame cuz God's timing for everybody is different mm. and he's going to always open a door for you when it's time for you to have that door open. But just make sure you're stewarding what you're what you have right yeah. now. Like don't be so caught up looking at what everybody else has going on, what success everybody else has, that's next to you or what you see on social media. But worry about what you have and what you can do right now with what you already have and how can you maximize that?
0: that's amazing thank you guys so much i hope everyone who's listening has learned a lot the visuals are going to be up on the youtube i want you guys to definitely comment and just say what you've learned from this because i feel like i've learned a lot and i feel like you guys have blessed my audience with something that they can use and move forward and not feel like they're alone and just not feel like their dreams and their aspirations are that far away from them so Thank you guys so much for joining and I'll see you guys in the next episode.
1: We appreciate you for having us. Thank
0: you guys. I really, really appreciate it.